Let us pray. <coughs> Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Fall afresh on us here gathered today, Lord, that as we celebrate you, God, three in one, we recognize your presence in our life, in our community, in many ways. Our relationship with you, your relationship with each other, that today, Lord, brings into us uh, a more complete a picture of your mystery. But, Lord, a relationship and experience in which we can grow. So set me aside, Lord, let it be your voice heard and experienced this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. Anybody like to watch tennis? Yes. First service, there weren't too many, but maybe there's a few more here at the second service. Love watching tennis, and last week was the French Open. Now, if you're watching the French Open live, then you weren't here at church because it was <laughs> during Sunday morning. So maybe you recorded it like I did, and it was the finals. One of the four majors, Nadal, was playing and won his 14th French Open final. Unbelievable. What I love about tennis and the, the championship match is the interviews that happen at the end. They interview the runner-up, and then they interview the winner. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Larry. Do you... Who does the, the person who is interviewing, who do they always talk about first? It's, see, I put him on the spot. Thank you, Larry, for forgiving me for that. The opponent. They always talk about the opponent. They thank the opponent and appreciate the opponent. And then the winner gets up and talks about the opponent. But the second team, second person, see, I gave it away. The second person they all, always talk about is their team. We think... Tennis might be an individual sport, but really it's a team effort. This past week, Ole Miss was playing in the regional tournament. One of their strongest players, Tim Elko, uh, set a personal home run record of the most home runs he's hit in a game, and he broke the Ole Miss season record for the most home runs in a season. ESPN was interviewing him afterwards and kept pushing and kind of prodding. And he said, sure, I love it. I'm excited, etc." But it's really a team effort. It's the team that made this happen. Another big sporting event taking place this week is the NBA Finals. We have the Celtics and the Spurriers. And there's quite a, a, quite a good number of individual players, especially Steph Curry in this past game, if you saw it. But during many of the interviews, they still point to the team. Teams, though, are not just about sporting events. Last week, we had a great celebration of our Strengthening Community campaign. It was a great team that made that happen. If you're here at church this week, and many of you were, VBS team, rock and rolled in their action and their time and their help and their willingness to share. It was quite a week to see and experience. We have many ministry teams at church. Linda and I were talking this morning about the food pantry ministry team coming up again this month to serve. 
when it comes to church teams, effort is important. We can accomplish what we want or what the team wants. We can do what's best for us or what's best for the kingdom. And hopefully they become one in the same. Our church is purposely structured around teams. When a person is baptized, we agree to be part of their team or part of the parent's team if it's an infant being baptized to support, to help grow, and to equip a person in their walk and journey of faith. You know, God doesn't work alone either. He's in relationship with the team. We call it the Trinity. Today is Trinity Sunday, the day we recognize God as Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I hope each day we recognize, but we emphasize that recognition. It's more of a theological concept than a day such as Easter and Pentecost and Christmas. Last week at Pentecost, we talked about Jesus through the Holy Spirit, the promise that he made that God would be in communion with his disciples. This deep mystery... This divine community is what I hope we begin to reflect upon and remember and recall and understand today, especially during this time that we seem to be more divided than united. Paul gives us some examples in our scripture passage today. So join me. Join me in our reading from the book of Romans, chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Perhaps in your Bibles you brought with you or your devices that you can look up Scripture. Online, we invite you to get your Bible and follow along as we share today reading from the book of Romans in the New Testament, just past of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. Let us together look. Romans 5, chapter, excuse me, chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand and we boast in our hope of sharing in the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in the sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is progress. Working together is success. Henry Ford. Individual commitment to a group effort, that is what makes a team work. Vince Lombardi. Teamwork is the ability to work together toward a common vision. The ability to direct individual accomplishments toward organizational objectives. It's the fuel that allows common people to attain uncommon results by Andrew Carnegie and the last one by Helen Keller alone we can do so little together we can do much 
I saw a great example of teamwork this week. Vacation Bible School. 70 kids gathered in the halls and the classrooms and all throughout the church. 35 adults and youth who committed themselves to equip, to teach, to share, to bake, to make, to care for, to lead our children. It wasn't about who gets the credit. It's about how their life might be impacted and how they might be taught and their experience with God and who they might come to know maybe a little more deeper in their relationship with each other. God's love and God's grace was on display. Each of us. Each of us is given equal access to God's grace and glory through Christ. No matter where we've been, no matter what we've done, no matter what's going on in our life. And if we receive that grace, our lives and often others will be transformed by the very presence of the Spirit. Look back in your scripture. Get your devices back out or Bible back out. Look back at verses 1 and 2 this morning. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand and we boast and our hope of sharing of the glory of God. Before Christ, all, all we knew was, was God and it was a relationship with God, but it's almost like that relationship was at a distance. <laughs> Peace with God was hard to find. For humans, something seemed to be missing. Only when Christ came do we begin to understand God as Father. Our relationship with Him changed. Our understanding of God changed. Our intimacy with God changed. When we realize, and only when we realize, that God is the Father of Christ and accept this relationship do we too then begin to enter into that peace, into that intimacy, into that new relationship? Paul gives us another big theological word, justification. Wesley calls what God has done for us grace. Look at verse 2 again. Through whom we have obtained access to this grace. The word used here, the Greek word used here is prosagogi. It's a word I've shared with you before, but I, I love its definition and it fits with us this morning. It's a word that's used for ushering in someone into the presence of royalty. It refers to the approach of a worshiper to God. The other meaning of prosagogi is a harbor or haven, like when a ship comes in. They both seem to fit here. It's like Paul is telling us that Jesus is the one who ushers us in to the very presence of God. He opens the door, and you know what happens when Jesus opens the door? You know what we find? Grace. Not judgment. Not vindication. Not condemnation. But grace. God's free, undeserved gift of forgiveness and love. The second meaning is like when we accept Christ. And when we accept Christ as uh, who Christ is, His Son, 
we automatically accept God as Father. You can't separate the two. And that acceptance of Christ, then He becomes our haven. He becomes our refuge in times of trouble. So it's through Jesus that we gain entry into the very presence of the King of Kings and into the haven of God's grace. Wow, if you can even begin to contemplate that. And that's two verses of our scripture this morning and probably enough for us to chew on for a week. But there's more here that Paul shares. So I continue. How's your week been? All right. Easy to ask now that the week's over. Much easier now, Jocelyn, right? So, <laughs> Jocelyn Letter, VBS. Been a hard week? Been a crazy week? Look what Paul tells us today. In verse 3, that life's not easy. The road and journey of a Christian's hard. Especially for those who are living in Rome and these times of trials that were taking place. They'll be suffering. They'll be suffering. There's all this produces, though, Paul says, endurance. Other translations use the words fortitude or patience. Again, another Greek word for us this morning, hupomone. This describes the spirit which can overcome the world and the trials and sufferings of life. It's not a spirit of passively enduring, but of actively overcoming. For example, take those that go through a natural disaster and people find themselves in all sorts of places. Some wait, some leave, but some get right to work in helping their neighbor and others of what needs to be done. A person said to another who was going through a great sorrow, sorrow sure does have a tendency to color life, doesn't it? And the one going through the sorrow responded, yes, and I propose the color. That's Hupamo. What's your sorrow that you're going through? What's your color? Verse 4, suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character. The word for character is dokami. This word refers to metal which has been passed through fire till most of the impurities have been purged out of it. We think of sterling silver in this regards too. In other words, when we meet suffering with endurance and with fortitude, we'll be pure, stronger, and nearer in our relationship with God. Suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. And what does character produce? Hope. Hope. People react to the same situations differently. Some approach it with despair and gripe and others with endurance and character, which produces hope. And you know what hope does? Or doesn't do? It does not disappoint us in verse 5. Because just as God gave us Jesus to open the door to the King of Kings and receive His grace, He offers to us the Holy Spirit, which pours God's love upon us. 
And this hope is just not something to yearn for or some great picture to strive for. It's not a mirage in a desert. It's an everlasting love, community, relationship of three in one, of God as Father, God of Son, and God as Holy Spirit that we are invited to be a part of. God's team cannot be broken. Are we? Are we broken? Often, it's when we try to go through life alone that we find ourselves the most broken. When will we quit trying to do it on our own? Find a group of people who challenge and inspire you. Spend a lot of time with them, and it will change your life. Now, I can't believe I'm quoting Amy Poehler from the pulpit on Sunday morning. <laughs> but it's a great quote. Find a group of people who challenge and inspire you. Spend a lot of time with them, and it will change your life. How does the church change your life? How do we as examples of the church, offer an opportunity for someone else's life to be changed. Whose team would you rather be a part of? For by ourselves, our impact is so little, and so little gets done. My hope for us in this Trinity Sunday is we not only contemplate God in one dimension, but we begin to expand our understanding of God as Father and God as Son and God as Holy Spirit, and that we join that team and we reflect that presence among others. Paul tells us in Romans 5 that a past event, justification, and a present result, grace, results in a future result, a promise of hope. In other words, the result of our justification and the present status of grace is a future hope of living in community with God and others. Those whom God justified, God also glorified. Romans eight thirty. To fail to grasp this, but not only grasp it, but be grasped by it, is to miss not only the heart of Paul's message, but what Paul begins to tell us is the actual heart of God. Let us no longer be passive observers of this Trinitarian relationship, but be active witnesses that reflect the kingdom's presence that reflect this divine community, that others might come to know it, understand it, and live in it. That takes a team, and that takes effort. But together we can make it a reality. I think our Strength in the Community campaign, and I think VBS this week, began to be tangible examples a good start, but let us build upon them 
for the days and months ahead. The strength of the team is each individual member. And the strength of each member is the team. Quote by Phil Jackson. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, I give you thank, thanks for the strength in which you give us. You've given the teams such as VBS and so many others who make up the life of this church. Lord, we recognize we can't go it alone, but often we do. We recognize that in our brokenness, maybe we tried too hard on our own. We recognize, Lord, our need to lean upon the team and sometimes the team to lean upon us. Thank you for the example of you as Father and Son and Holy Spirit that directs our paths, that forgives our sins, that calls us and convicts us forward to share in this life of kingdom building in which you have uh, granted Emmanuel an opportunity in this neighborhood we live. So Lord, help us to go in your strength to model it for others. In your name we pray. Amen.